less is more. I have always believed this and it's been my approach to makeup ever since I began. But it can also be applied to skincare. I think today we're absolutely bombarding our skin with so many products, you know, nine-step night and morning routines. And I personally and honestly just think less is best. Hi, and welcome to the Unveiled podcast, debunking wedding planning all the way to I do. As a photographer and videographer in the industry, we're asked daily as to where to start when it comes to planning your big day. So allow us to help you make the planning process as seamless as possible. Consider Unveiled your little black book of weddings, packed full of insight from industry experts, do's and don'ts from couples who have tied the knot, plus an abundance of info on your most requested topics. I'm Lucy, founder and wedding photographer at Lucy Weddings, and I'm here with wedding videographer and my soon-to-be husband, Eddie Blake. G'day, Luce. I'm sure you're very excited for today's episode. What have we got? I'm sure you're more excited about today's episode. (laughs) Yeah. Look, I'm getting out of my comfort zone today, and we're talking about all things hair and makeup. (laughs) (laughs) You need so many tips on hair and makeup, Eddie. I'm sure I've got to have hair to get a tip, actually. (laughs) It's quickly fallen out. Today's guest is Unveiled's very first hair and makeup artist, Britt, who's the founder and head makeup artist at Ella and Me, the Makeup Collective. Beautiful Britt founded Ella and Me way back in 2014. Fast forward to 2021 and she's now rocking a team of 12 incredible artists based along the New South Wales coast. With a less is more approach, Britt and her team focus on enhancing the gorgeous features that their clients have to work with and making the experience a pleasurable one from initial consult right up until their wedding day. Today, Britt shares her industry knowledge around her favourite beauty tips to help with skin prep, what to consider when trying to decide how to wear your hair, eyelash extensions, individual glue-ons or nothing at all, Should you have a makeup trial prior to your wedding day and is it a biggie if you don't and why it's so important to dab your tears and not wipe your tears. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Britt is a legend. I've been lucky enough to work with her earlier on this year and she is an incredible artist and we're really keen to pick her brain. And before we get into it, guys, just a reminder that next week we're wrapping up our competition to go in the draw to win a free engagement shoot with either Lucy or I. So you'll see all the details on our Instagram page. Hi, Britt. Can you tell us how you fell into the wedding industry? Yeah. So um, when I first started makeup, I was doing jobs for pretty much anything and everything, school formals, special occasions, dinners, nights out, you name it. But I always had like a real love for weddings and doing bridal makeup. So I'm super passionate about really natural and glowing makeup and I found that that's what a lot of brides were after. So I quickly built up a name as a bridal makeup artist and I just loved being at weddings. So yeah, I mean, there was a time when I wasn't sure if I would go down the editorial hair and makeup road or stick to bridal. I do still love both, but weddings and working with brides is just my absolute favorite. Yeah, amazing. And whereabouts is Ella and me, the Makeup Collective based, Brit. So as a collective, we actually have artist space on the south coast of New South Wales in Sydney and also in Byron Bay. So I'm the owner and the head artist and I'm personally based in Kayama 
on the south coast so yeah i tend to say that our headquarters is here because that's where i am and where all the behind the scenes stuff happens for our business but yeah each artist has their own home base where the brides will go for trials and that's where the artists will travel from for each wedding yeah so our furthest north artist is in the byron bay area and furthest south artist is all the way down in bega so it's great because yeah we work really well together as a team and we love being able to cater to brides all up and down the coast. That's right. There's so many amazing venues outside of Sydney, like where you are down in that Kiama way. There's so many within yeah. probably an area of you that are amazing venues. And then all up the north coast, yeah. there's obviously tons in Byron too. So yeah. it's good that you've got to reach all around. How many of you are there, Britt? Absolutely. Um, so there is, I've got a team of 12 now. Wow, that's great. Yeah, so it's a big team and it's good because we, we often work together on the same weddings. We can send a couple of artists, so it's a little less rushed for the bride on the day. Yeah, it works really well. So yeah, how does good. it work with, do you kind of all have a similar style and look or do you do you sort of get a brief from the bride? How, how does it work? Yeah, absolutely. So, well, we kind of, I guess because our, our makeup style is very clear, like our makeup mm. and hairstyle. So the brides that come to us and the brides that we attract are, are very much looking for that style anyway. And I'm also very mindful of that when I source artists as well. So I'm looking for artists that have that style. I also do training with the artists so that, um, you know, everyone's kind of on the same page. And I am 100% confident when I send out any of my artists to a bride, you know, they're all capable of exactly the same style. Yeah, so we want to, we're very united like across yeah. across all of us in our style. Yeah, nice. And so when when brides are looking to book in a makeup artist, what do you think they should be looking for? Yeah, um, I actually think this is a really important question because the amount of hair and makeup artists out there today is like super overwhelming um and I think it's really good to be able to you know differentiate and distinguish between between them so firstly I would say that you know being really clear about the makeup style that you actually want on the day so if you're not a makeup wearer or you like minimal fresh looking makeup and you know say soft waves for your hair then look for that style you know don't assume that any makeup artist and hair artist can perfect that style. You know, exactly the same as if you're after a really glam, smoky look. Make sure you source an artist whose work reflects that style. Yeah, I mean, finding the right artist starts with knowing what you want on the day, your bridal vision. So I always say take time to figure that out first. Find images of makeup and hair that you like on Instagram and Pinterest and make an album of the styles that you love. And then once that's clear in your mind, look for an artist whose portfolio shows that they can nail that style every time. And when I say that, I mean like they have a full portfolio of exactly what you're after, not just a once-off shot of the hairstyle that you like. Um, You know, there's consistency and quality in their work. You can look at what products they're using as well. You know, are they using well-known high-end quality brands and products? Is that something that's really important to you on the day? Um, do they have awesome testimonials from real brides and clients about the quality but also the longevity of the makeup and hair? And another good tip, like we really like to share a lot of behind the scenes and real brides because we think that this gives a true representation of our work. And I think that that's really important when you're searching for your artists too because filters and editing are so common mm. and so easy to do today. And a lot of makeup images are edited so 
you know, looking out for raw, unedited images that really show the work, you know, then you know exactly what you're getting. I feel like if there's any images that you don't need to edit, it's those of a makeup artist because essentially makeup works like a filter anyway, right? Which I guess brings us to our next question of would you recommend brides always having a trial prior to their wedding day? Absolutely. A trial is really beneficial. However, I'll just say like before I go on, like I always tell our brides, if you can't fit in a trial because your circumstances don't allow, it's totally fine. You don't have to have one. All of our artists are, you know, so highly skilled and can absolutely create the look that you're after on the day. But if you can fit it in, we we definitely recommend it. I guess our trial system works maybe a little bit different to um, most artists, so I can't comment on them. But, you know, we don't really do often like a try before you buy trial, if that makes sense. This is because we've already made our hair and makeup style so clear throughout our social and our website that when our brides come to us, they already know that we can nail exactly what they want. So the deposits are paid and then we usually lock in a trial about four to six weeks out from their wedding day. And I'll explain why shortly, like why we do it at that time. But I just thought that first I'd highlight, you know, how beneficial a trial is. Like firstly, it's an opportunity for you as the bride to meet your artist and get to know them. So it's just that little bit less daunting for you on the day, you know, having a stranger arrive into your personal space when you're perhaps already feeling a little bit nervous. You know, so many brides have commented on how awesome it was to meet their artist before the day Mm. and it made them so like so much more relaxed going into the day. Yeah, so that's a big one. Um, And it's also an opportunity for your artist to trial the products on your skin and hair. And I think this is a big one because as artists, we carry a huge range of products because everyone is so different. Uh, You know, some skin types literally eat foundation. They just drink it in. Mm. Um, So this is really important to know before the day. You know, some products that sit really well on someone else might not sit well on you. The hairstyle that you've chosen from Pinterest might not work well with your hair because it's too thin or perhaps it's too heavy or your hair doesn't uh, hold the curls well. Wow, there is seriously so much to think about, isn't there? Yeah, there's so many aspects that go into bringing, you know, your bridal vision to life and it's so much less stressful to do this on the trial day Mm. than on the morning of your wedding. Yeah, so it's an opportunity for all of those things and – And I mentioned as well, like doing it four to six weeks prior to your wedding. And we do this because it means it's enough time before the day to make any needed changes um, or buy type type products that you might need. But it's also close enough that everything's still fresh in both your mind and your artists. You know, we've had brides have their trial like one year out and they've ended up changing their whole entire look by the time the wedding came around. So Yeah, since we've been doing it about four to six weeks out, we find that it's so much better for both the bride and the artist. Yeah, Yeah. we've actually found that across a few different vendors. Uh, One was with the styling. You know, there's people change their mind on the styling when it's more than X amount of months out from the wedding. So they kind of recommend a little bit closer to the wedding as well. And I guess even photography in a way we can relate like if you're talking about the run of the day 12 months out you you need to do another meet before the wedding just to give yourself a refresh of you know what's going on so I guess if you're doing it four to six weeks out it's fresh in your mind and uh you're going in there with with confidence I mean even girls that find their dresses too early it's like Mm. they've had their dress (laughs) 
hanging up in the wardrobe too early and it's like and you know that's not even taking into consideration all these people who have had to go through postponements it's like you get to your wedding day finally and you're like oh, I don't want to wear that anymore yeah <laughs> so true it's kind so, of a catch-22 isn't it because yeah. you, you want yeah. to get your dress and you want to sort you want to be I, organized sounds like you guys are really sought after so you probably want to lock these things in early but amazing that you guys have such a definitive style I think that it obviously would make choosing you a lot easier than having, mm. you know, too many things to offer. So that's yeah. great. The wedding days are can be very long and Aww. you guys are usually <laughs> starting at a very, really early in the morning. Uh, so how, mm. how long do you need per person and how do you go about sort of keeping the morning relaxed and enjoyable? Yeah, so for hair and makeup, like usually for one face, would you uh, like allow maybe an hour? That's for makeup and then an hour for hair. And then we we work interchangeably. So, you know, we'd grab someone who's already had hair done, makeup. So the flow is really good. Like we don't tend to work to any tight schedules just because so many things can change and happen on the day, you know, and you want to have that extra time that, you know, if you've scheduled for them to have their makeup done but their bouquet arrives you know they want to go over and have a look at their bouquet and you don't want to be pressuring them like oh no you you need to be getting your makeup done now so you know we like to be flexible on the day and we do explain this to our brides you know when they send through run sheets and stuff like that for for makeup schedules and I guess that's the benefit of of having us do both hair and makeup is that we work so well together and so it does really make that little bit more relaxing that we work well together and we organize the schedule amongst ourselves. But yeah, I mean, there's so many things that they can, as the bride, can do to plan ahead for a relaxing morning. I often find that it's, you know, the morning preparations are the least planned and thought about aspect of the wedding because so much is consumed by the ceremony and reception, mm-hmm. of course. But it's it's actually where your day begins. Like it's the start of it all. And I think if you have a fun and relaxed morning with minimal stress, the rest of the day follows suit. It really like sets the tone for the day. I agree with um, you there, Britt, really. Yeah. Hmm. And I think like there's, you know, there's a few things that they actually can do to plan ahead, you know, like, like I'll just give a few little tips, but basically you know the spot that you're going to get ready the space that you get ready in for the morning you know choosing somewhere that's nice and bright an open space with minimal clutter you know windows with natural light this lifts the mood and creates a nice vibe it's way better for photos I'm sure you guys would appreciate that (laughs) and the natural light's so good for hair and makeup and I think that's something that they can think ahead you know choosing the space wisely, whether they're booking an Airbnb to get ready or it's their home, you know, just taking time to declutter and and make it a nice space so it's relaxing. Another make or break, I think, is music, creating a, you know, calm, relaxed music playlist for background music while everyone's getting ready. It helps with the nerves, you know, even having like a fun, upbeat playlist if you want to have a little dance with your girls and get pumped depending on your mood. Yeah, I just think all of these little things can create atmosphere Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I think that's really good advice. And it's so true because, like, it's so – it's more often than not I feel like I turn up at a bride's house and I'm like, do you guys mind if I just do a bit of a clean sweep? Because there yeah. is so much stuff everywhere. You kind of touched on it before, but how – like with Pinterest and Instagram, is there any other things that you kind of – like suggest to brides to help discover their wedding day look 
Yeah, so we do find that this can be hard sometimes, especially for brides that don't wear much makeup because they often find it hard to know exactly what they're after or especially to find the right words to explain it. So, yeah, like I mentioned, we do find it most helpful for them to make an album because this gives us a good starting point and we really work with them from that. So we take into account their whole wedding vision so their dress, their flowers, what the bridesmaids are wearing, their overall theme and vibe for the day. But most importantly, we ask them, you know, what do you want to stand out? What are the features that you love most about yourself? So for makeup example, they love their eyes and their brows. So we'll center their look around accentuating their eyes and making them pop. When it comes to hair, if they're undecided as to whether to have an upstyle or have it all out, we'll look at the dress and the neckline and the back and see what will most accentuate their dress. But yeah, maybe they want to have their hair as a real feature. So then we'll work with that. So it's really just helping them to talk through what they want. And we use the images that they pick and we break it down with them because often they'll show us a few images that to them look exactly the same. You know, it's like five images of a glowy bronzed makeup, but to our trained eye, we can see that they're all completely different. You know, in one that there's a winged liner in the other, there's a matte eye and then the other one has a shimmer on the eye, but they all have like a glowy base. So we can see that there's a common theme there that what they want is like a glowy, dewy finish. And then we just break it down with them, you know, by asking, so what is it that draws you to this one? Is it the wing? Like, is that kind of what you want? Or did you like the shimmer eye? So it's really just helping them to process their own thoughts and what they what they want, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does because I was actually going to say that to you. I was going to say how often do people come to you with a mood board that they feel like is, you know, super cohesive and looks exactly the same, but you're like, no, no. (laughs) There are so many different elements to this, but it's great that you're honing in on, you know, trying to figure out what a bride is, I guess, drawn to in herself, which is amazing for a wedding day and so important because, Mm -hmm. you know, Eddie and I have often spoken like Ed's like, can you not put heaps of makeup on on the (laughs) wedding day because you'll look so different. And Mm -hmm. it's like, so, yeah, I guess it's just drawing it back to like, you know, who you are, what you love about your features and I really love that you build on that. I think that's really Mm -hmm. important. Yeah, you are very good with your accentuating or describing yeah, the, those words to because I feel like it would be really hard to relay yeah. to a bride like exactly what you want. But even those adjectives that you've used, I was like, oh yeah, you obviously, obviously Eddie knows done. what he, <laughs> even Eddie knows what you're talking about. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's not really my area of expertise, but you've described that really well. Yeah, you did. And I think that's the thing as well is, yeah, breaking it down into a language that they understand because even that it's like you can look at the images and be like, okay, cool, so you want like a, a cut case wing liner. You know, there's all of this terminology that mm. you can use that is another language to someone who doesn't wear makeup. Yeah. Yeah, so that's true. Yeah, breaking it down into something that they understand. Yeah, super important. So as a makeup artist, Britt, do you advise brides on how to prep their skin prior to their wedding day? Yeah, absolutely. I'm super passionate about this actually because I know how important the skin is to the final result. If you have an uneven canvas to begin with, then the finished result won't be as flawless. You know, I've done skin training in my diploma and I I really try to share as much knowledge as I can with our brides in the lead up. And I also take on a limited number of brides per year for skin and hair consults. 
So this is basically like a total package and uh, one-on-one. Yeah. So it's like one-on-one consults with me throughout your bridal prep journey to help you get your hair and skin wedding ready. So yeah, I definitely think this is really important and I, I try to do this as much as possible with all our brides. Yeah, that's a absolute bonus though, that they can also have you doing that for them. So mm-hmm. that's that's really good. What would you say your number one favorite beauty tip would be? Okay, so you actually Eddie actually mentioned it earlier. So it always has been and always will be less is more. Mm. I have always believed this and it's been my approach to makeup ever since I began. But it can also be applied to skincare. I think today we're absolutely bombarding our skin with so many products, you know, nine-step night and morning routines. And I personally and honestly just think less is best, Mm. especially when it comes to makeup. You know, sometimes the more product you apply to your pimple, the worse it looks. Yeah, agreed. Um, (laughs) Yeah, the more you try to hide your wrinkles with a fuller coverage, the more it just sinks into those lines. Yeah, I mean, you can still achieve a flawless makeup look with less makeup. You don't need layers of foundation. You just need a little bit in all the right places. Yeah. I mean, trust me, I've built my business on it. Yeah. We can definitely Big fan of that. mirror those words yeah. because, Luce, how, how much easier is it to edit photographs when someone isn't just got a lot of makeup on? Yeah, you know, well, it comes down to skin tone. Yeah, and, and it's, like, we yeah. find that sometimes if you're – got a lot of makeup on it's really hard to get those skin tones right yeah like the the face can look different to the arms and the legs and yeah it's crazy that's so true I hadn't like I wondered that with you guys like how you go editing makeup shots and stuff because yeah yeah yeah, it's interesting I would definitely say like especially those close-up beauty shots that you take as a photographer on a wedding day it's like I spend uh, like a lot more time on sort of refining those shots than I would say something that was far away but mainly because you know like you are considering how the makeup's been done how it blends into the neck the decolletage all of that kind of stuff so mm. yeah it's it's super important yeah that, those tips that you gave as well just natural light and, and a bit of space to work with mm. as a photographer mm. is just so yeah. beneficial you're helping as well. us out <laughs> yeah. too Britt good on you yeah. <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> so are you able to share what uh kind of a baseline spend that brides can be expecting to put forward for hair and makeup yeah so I guess this really varies from artist to artist based on their level of expertise and the products that they carry in their kit I would say that most artists are charging anywhere between $120 to $200 per face and the same for hair. I've even seen some artists, especially in Sydney, that charge like $250 plus per face or hairstyle. It's really hard one to gauge, to be honest, and I, I can't really say what is reasonable and what's not because as an artist myself, makeup and hair, it's it's such an art and it's someone's expertise and craft so they have to charge what they truly believe they're worth Mm. and to be honest there's so many hidden costs as a hair and makeup artist that people wouldn't realize like it is not cheap makeup is expensive oh my god isn't it and yeah i've seen the bags that you guys rock up with (laughs) and it's it's not a one-time spend like it's you have to you know one wedding sometimes and you'll go through a bottle of foundation because you've got a bridal party of like eight and yeah I mean it's expensive and our kits are full of the very best products Mm. as well so 
it really comes down to, you know, as a bride, what you're willing to pay and and the result that you're after as well. Mm. Yeah, and I guess it's sort of like anything, right? It's like you pay mm-hmm. for the value of what you get. Yeah. It's, exactly. Yeah, yeah, so it's trusting like that. Like most vendors. So we had a bride on, I can't remember when it was, mm. like a few weeks ago, but they one of, one of their hot tips, was it a hot tip? They said maybe don't get done last. Was that what they said? She, she said one of her regrets was having – to wait till last to get and we kind of mm. guessed that maybe the reason behind that was you know a combination of not getting that time to kind of just chill out before she walked down the aisle like it was a bit of a stab in the dark for us yeah. is there is there a reason why brides are always done last yeah i find that really interesting actually and i guess it does depend on the artist and and what they mean by last because i guess if yeah, if they haven't, like, maybe timed it right, then last could be she's literally finishing up right before she needs to get dressed. And I can imagine that would be really stressful. Whereas the way that we time it, personally, we always have the bride done at least one hour, like, before. So even though we're doing her makeup last, she still has plenty of time. Or even if she wants more time than that, like, yeah, I guess in order to answer your question, the reason that we would mostly do the bride last is so that her makeup is nice and fresh and and as well yeah yeah. and we also try to time it like what you said when the when the photographers are there so that then they're able to capture photos of them getting their makeup done and we find that that's usually around about one to two hours before the ceremony so yeah I mean we personally find I've never had that experience with a bride we find that they really love getting it done last because you know they've got the whole morning to just chill and Everyone else is getting done and then they have that time as well in the chair to just sit and relax and be pampered before the chaos of, you know, getting dressed and everything happening and and walking down the aisle. But I guess that's different because, yeah, it depends on the experience that the artist creates. Like I'm a very chill, calm person and so are all of our artists and we, we really like to create that calm vibe for the bride when they're in the chair. And then we find that timing wise it works well because, you know, while the bride's getting the makeup done, all the bridesmaids are then done. So they can go and get into their dresses, you know, so then they're all ready by the time she's done her makeup. So they can then help her get into her dress or whatever, get photos of having that done. And then perhaps while she's getting personal portraits done, that's when we'll do a quick touch up on all the bridesmaids. And then they're all ready to go at the same time. Yeah, that all so, makes I mean, sense. Yeah, timing wise for us, I feel like it always works really well. If for any reason on the day I can tell we're running late because, you know, things happen sometimes and um, unforeseen things happen and that is the time when I would be like, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna swap this around, I'm going to do one of the bridesmaids last and I'm going to do the bride second last perhaps just so that then there isn't that rush factor. Yeah, I mean, that's how we would work it. I do understand as well, like that bride saying that and maybe her experience was completely different. Yeah, I think the key thing is just, right. yeah, timing. Yeah. Timing's everything. Timing. You just want to allow is. yourself to have, give yourself a little bit of time to just chill before you go and walk down the aisle in front of 100 people. Yeah, so yeah I think that's 100%. What it comes down to. Do you usually, how many of you are there, Brit, if there's, say, do you have a number of bridesmaids that you have to then include two makeup artists? Or do you just start earlier? Or do you just start earlier? Um, this is also really dependent on the bride and her schedule. So, you know, for example, sometimes, 
like I can do, I usually would do like maybe eight faces. Like I average probably like seven or eight faces sometimes by myself. That's so impressive. that's if they've got like a later ceremony. It's a long time on your feet. <laughs> it is. Sometimes, like, I don't think about it, but then sometimes I'm like, wow, I just stood for like nine uh, hours. Yeah. Like that's eight like or nine whole, hours in the same That's a wedding spot. day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it actually is a lot. But yeah, that's if time allows. Yeah. And having said that, then if there was still only eight people, but for example, the, the bride wanted to do like Pilates in the morning and have a big chill breakfast. Um, and she didn't want to start makeup until later, that's when we would say, okay, like, you know, we need to bring two artists. So then there would be two artists for the eight people. So it really depends on the the schedule of the bride. And that's what we ultimately work around is is them. And we want to be flexible for them. You know, getting in early is key for that because we obviously don't always have two, three artists available. So the earlier you get in, the better if you want multiple artists. But, yeah, I mean – if we're going to do both hair and makeup, then there's always two artists. Um, But yeah, we just make the call when they're booking based on what time they want to be ready, what time they want to start and work back from that. Can people book you for just hair and then just makeup or do they, do your packages include both? Yeah. So they can book either. Yep. We do both hair and makeup or they can do individual. You kind of touched on it before, but bridal makeup being completely different to everyday makeup what would be your one piece of advice to those who rarely wear makeup yeah I can really relate to this like obviously that's our main clientele but I'm also exactly the same like from day to day I literally just wear a cc cream and I know how daunting it can be to have your makeup done because you want to just really feel like yourself and not overdone or cakey and I feel like a lot of people when they've had their makeup done before they've had this bad experience and so there's kind of like a past trauma around it. They, you know, they've had their formal makeup done before and they literally sit in my chair and they're just like a nervous wreck. And I'm like, don't worry, I've got you. Like, it's okay. Basically, like what I said before is firstly find an artist who's renowned for natural makeup. So you know that definitely they're going to be able to, to do it the way that you want. And just be really clear with your artist about what you want as well. Um, the more you talk it out, the better. But I always say, remember to it's your wedding day. Like it's okay to go a little extra. You know, we often get brides in our chair and we'll do the most natural, minimal makeup ever. And they'll still look at themselves and be like, wow, this is a lot. And it's just because they literally aren't even used to seeing themselves with mascara, let alone eyeshadow and foundation. So, you know, but then on the day they're like, I love it. You know, it ties in so perfectly with the hair and the dress and they feel amazing. And most importantly, it photographs so beautifully. So I always just say like, keep in mind that your artist, if chosen well, of course, is a professional. They know how your makeup will photograph best. And they also need to apply enough that it lasts all day and night. So, you know, don't be afraid to wear a little bit more than you usually would. In terms of hairstyle, what should mm-hmm. brides factor in when choosing the style that they want? Yeah, so I would say, you know, first look at the design of your dress because it's a main feature. It's, it's probably what you've spent the most money on or, you know, well, that's if you want your dress to be a feature, of course. But, you know, if it's quite a detailed dress, you may then opt for a more simple hairstyle. If it's backless, you might rather do an up style so that you can show off the back. 
yeah, consider what accessories you're going to wear as well. Um, are you having a veil or hairpiece, a flower crown? Have you got, you know, large earrings that are a feature? So all of these things can really just determine what style will suit best. And another good to, uh, sorry, another good thing to consider is the weather. So if you're having an outdoor wedding, you know, what's going to last the best on the day and stay looking good? Yeah, but I mean, ultimately, what are you going to be most comfortable with on the day? Uh, you know, if you don't normally wear your hair out, is it going to annoy you? Yeah, it's just like all of those little things to consider. And, and they're the things that we help the bride break down as well. But yeah, there's just a few things that you can think about. Yeah, great point, Yeah, nice. So mm. thanks for giving us all that insight. I feel like you would have equipped our listeners with <laughs> so yeah. many, yeah. so much useful information. So t- we've actually got a few more questions that some of our listeners have written in and asked, and there's some good ones here. So if you don't mind, we might just do a little bit of a speed round. <laughs> yeah. So do you want me to kick it off, Luz? Do you feel comfortable with that first question? Yeah, so the- <laughs> oh, no, you're nervous. No, 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 no. no it's just coming. It's just, just funny coming. for Eddie. But uh, this, <laughs> let, let's rip in. So eyelash extensions, yes or no from a makeup artist perspective or are strip, strip <laughs> slash individual glue-ons on the day the better way to go? Nice. Oh, Does that make I sense? I like this question. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You did really well. Good job. <laughs> Okay, I'm actually super torn on this topic and the reason being is that I feel like it depends who does your lashes. So there's obviously some lash extension techs that are amazing and do an awesome job, but I've also seen some really bad ones. <laughs> and if you if you get it done and it's bad, there's like minimal I can do to fix it on the day because your lashes like we'll just do what they want to do. And if you have, you know, naturally your lashes can go in different directions and you won't really notice it until you've got this extension attached to it. It makes it so much more noticeable that it's going in the wrong direction. Um, So if it's not applied well, it can really just be a big mess. So in that case, I would say I would rather apply individuals or a strip lash on the day because I can guarantee it's going to look perfect. And the ones that we use are really beautiful. Like they're super wispy, they're natural, you can't feel them. Like everyone comments on how light they are, you don't even feel them. And and I think they really accentuate the eye. Like I can do that really well myself um, using either a strip lash or individuals. But having said that, I have personally just gotten eyelash extensions for the first time. I've tried them myself. I finally took a leap and tried a local <laughs> girl because everyone was like, you got to try it. And I thought, hey, I'm going to take one for the team, for my brides and try someone local. And she's actually amazing. And I love them. Like she's done them so well. And I would be so happy if I had these on my wedding day. So I'm kind of just a bit torn with that because I think it just depends on who you go to. And if you find a lash tech, that's awesome then go for it. Like definitely try it way before your wedding. Don't try it right before. Yeah, I was I was going to say if you haven't put if, – if, if you're like me and you haven't done the whole eyelash thing many times before, highly agree with Brit on trying well before your wedding day because yeah. the first time I got fake eyelashes put on my eyes, I honestly didn't feel like I could open my eyes properly. Like they felt so heavy and I was like, this is 
bizarre. I don't know if I even like this feeling. They looked amazing, but I was like, this is strange. But maybe I just I just didn't have a very good experience. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, tried yeah, well before. Definitely. And I just think like if you're unsure like if you're really that unsure, don't go with lash extensions because on your trial day, we can we can apply them to you. Like we can use the strip lashes or the um, individuals and then you get a feel for what, you know, whether you like it or not mm. for the day. They do look really beautiful though. Yeah, they do. So number two, Britt, this is, we kind of touched on this before, but best skin prep routine for the night before slash morning of to ensure the best canvas for a makeup artist to work with. Yeah. Okay. So I would just say stick to your usual routine. You know, you don't want to be making any last minute changes or, you know, adding any products the night before that you haven't used before because that is just a recipe for disaster because often what can happen is your skin can freak out if it's, you know, a new product, especially if it's an active. So I always just say just do the same routine that you've been doing the whole time. Um, So whether that's cleanse, moisturize, basically whatever it is you've been doing do that the night before in the morning I usually do a cleanse like we all do a cleanse and apply the products anyway so you don't have to worry too much about in the morning a good tip is like maybe a sheet mask like a hydrating sheet mask uh, just to add that extra hydration definitely drink heaps of water the day before and um, the morning off to keep your skin hydrated that's a good tip as well but yeah, we really do like our own skincare routine on each bride before we do their makeup. And this is because we, all of our products, we know work well together. So, you know, they might have a moisturizer that's oil-based and then our products are water-based or whatever. And everyone knows oil and water don't mix. <laughs> so if they've applied a moisturizer that doesn't sit well with our products, it's going to slip. So we'll always do our own cleanse and skin prep before makeup anyway. Yeah. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, it <laughs> does. sure does. Yeah. Uh, next one, we got best ways to prevent under eye makeup creases for someone who gets them while they smile. <laughs> <laughs> this might be a good one for me. <laughs> <laughs> You've got gorgeous smile wrinkles. No, nah, I've got. I've. I'm starting to. No, starting you're to get not. old and crinkle, but <laughs> anyway. <laughs> can you, oh, can you, can smile you share? lines are gorgeous lines. They're the happy lines. They are, you know. And I'm actually, I say this to my brides all the time, but I'm like you too, Eddie, I'm guilty of it because it's like the one thing I'm most insecure about is my (laughs) smile line and it's the first thing I notice in photos. So I do get it from a bride's perspective as well Mm. and it's true that your makeup will tend to sit in the lines. My, My biggest advice with this is firstly, you need to accept that, yeah, your smile lines are there, your face moves and you don't want to be like not smiling and holding back on the day because you're worried about that like you guys would agree like the best photos and it's all the natural ones like the true raw moments when they're just showing like they're completely expressing using facial expressions everything so don't worry about that there's definitely a few things that you can do like for under eye creases we tend to not powder too much so a lot of people say you know powder the under eye so that it sets it what we find is that that actually the powder then sits in the creases and makes it worse So what we actually do is we educate the brides. So we get them to look up, use their their ring finger, like their middle finger, and just press the product back in. So this is something that the bride can do throughout the day. It's the same if you get smile lines around your mouth. 
it's just a matter of using those natural oils on your hands, like the warmth of your fingers to just press the product back into the lines. And it's, yeah, it's just one of those things. Like I think the more that we educate our brides about this being a normal thing, the better. Because like I said, makeup photos online and on social media, they're edited, like Mm. they're airbrushed, they get rid of the lines. And so it's like brides see themselves and they're like, why doesn't my makeup look like that? Because you're not airbrushed and because your face does move and that's totally normal. So, yeah, just remembering that. Ed, you'll be able to go to your next wedding and be like, oh, doll, do this. Actually, I'm I'm sitting here and I'm literally pushing my eyes. I'm like, oh, yeah. You actually will. You're like, look, you just need to get your ring finger. (laughs) Amazing. Oh, so good. That's a great little tip and trick. I'm sure I'm going to notice people doing that now and I'll be like, hey, that's what Brit said. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Final question from a listener is what to do slash use for post-ceremony touch-up after lots of tears or for mid-evening shininess? Mm, Great question. So once again, this is also very normal. Um, (laughs) What I would especially if you've got oily skin. I would recommend blotting paper. I'm pretty sure you can buy blotting paper at Mecca, but if not, like you can definitely just buy it online, Google it. Blotting paper, I don't know if you guys know what it is, but it's basically, it kind of looks like a sheet of baking paper (laughs) and they're little tiny cute sheets that come in a cute little box, uh, like a tin box, and you basically just like dab it on your face and it absorbs all the oil, but it leaves the makeup. They are amazing. And like a must-have for any bride that's really oily or gets shiny because it's just bound to happen, especially if you get married on like a really warm day. So, yeah, that or like a pressed powder is good too, uh, even like a translucent powder if you're worried about getting that shininess. The blotting paper sounds like it's the go. Yeah. Give it to all your bridesmaids the morning before and just be like, you're on deck for my shininess or my tears. Yeah. 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 Oh, and tears. Yes, that's what you asked. My biggest tip with this is when you like with your tears, just I mean it's kind of common knowledge, but just don't wipe yeah. the tears away. You know, dab. 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 We love dabbing. dabbing. Dab away. <laughs> don't dab my don't wipe my tears, dab my tears. <laughs> yes. Dab with the ring finger under the eye and dab with the tissue. So just remember dab. Yeah, all day long <laughs> all right we got it <laughs> the, the um it's been such an enjoyable chat thanks so much Britt. have you got any final words of wisdom for the uh un- unveiled listeners oh yes i would say don't sting on your hair and makeup there's so many ways to save money in your wedding but not your hair and makeup, please. Your face is literally the focus of every photo and everybody's eyes that day. You want to feel, you know, 100% confident and comfortable and amazing. You don't want to look back on your wedding photos and cringe because you hated your hair and makeup. You know, we've heard it way too many times before and it's just not worth it. So, yeah, choose someone whose work you love that will make you look and feel amazing on the day and lock them in. Here, here. What are you doing on August 20th? <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Be in touch. Um, You're amazing, Brie. Yeah, That's thanks so much advice. for sharing, Aww. letting us pick your brain. And hopefully we've got a few weddings coming up in the new year yeah. together. I think Lucy's back hopefully. on deck for March yeah. and I'm sure we'll have some together. So yeah. looking forward yeah. to it. I would love that. Thank you so much for having me on. I had so much fun chatting with you guys. Oh, thank you so much for taking the time. You were great, Britt.